You are listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a an American history podcast, Gareth. And each week, I hat wear man with a face catcher of what I call mosquito eaters. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Sorry, what is a mosquito eater to you? Okay, so when I was young, and I was raised as a young boy amongst uh, bug-knowledgeable people, uh-huh. uh, there were these larger uh, insects that flew around, and they're in uh-huh. your home often. They get in there, and sure. um, they the look mosquito? like a giant mosquito, kind of. And okay. I was always I told it. that they ate mosquitoes. Now, that could okay. be a total lie, but that was... Maybe my parents' way of telling me that that's not a bad bug. But either way, let's just go with it. Wow. I can't believe we're doing a dollop about the stupid mosquito eater bug. I know what you're talking about. It, I, I mean, I'm not doubting your... I mean, well, your dad did like to drink, so maybe that's part of what was happening here. Maybe your dad just saw a bigger mosquito, and he just was like, that's a mosquito eater. It's like if yep. you eat a bunch of pork, you become a pig man. That... That is also true. The thing I just said. Yes. If you eat enough pig, you become a pig man. Right. I wish that was... Anyway. This country would be a lot different looking if we turned into what we were eating. People tune in for facts, and they're getting them. Up front, they're getting a lot. Yeah, and a lot of people probably have stopped tuning in by now. So... Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. No, I'm done, for sure. I'm not listening anymore to this episode. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's playing. Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep till hippo. No sleep till hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. <laughs> no. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Gareth, um, very soon, uh, you and I are going to be in a place known as Australia. Wow, I can't believe it. Uh, oh, you didn't know that? No, I know it. I just can't. I can't believe it's happening. I can't either. Nobody can. So uh, it, our, our tour starts on uh, April 19th in Melbourne, and then uh, April 20th, Adelaide, April 24th, again, back to Melbourne, and then uh, uh, celebrate ooh, on Sorry, I'm late April on 27th, we'll be in Brisbane. On April 29th, Sydney. On April 30th, Canberra. On May 1st, Sydney. On May 3rd, Perth. And then we have added two shows, which are special shows. So if you haven't nude heard, we are coming shows. out with a new podcast very soon. A nude uh, podcast. We've recorded, we've recorded a bunch, and we're going to record a couple of live ones. Uh, so we will post that on Patreon and Twitter and, uh, you know, all the all We'll the be doing sites. that in Sydney and Melbourne, so... Uh, uh, not a lot of... Not uh, smaller venues, so... Um, yeah. But it's a good show. I think people will like it. What... Uh, do we know the dates? Yeah, I'll look them up while you do other stuff. 
Okay. Well, Dave, no problem. Uh, I have, unfortunately, I don't know if you've heard, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of Australia. Most of my Australia dates are going to, unfortunately, be postponed. Two are going to be kept, and they're both in Melbourne. Uh, and then maybe I'll do one at Perth at the end, but probably just Melbourne. Uh, on April 22nd and April 23rd at the European Beer Cafe. I'll be there at 945. That's a Friday and Saturday. Then back in the United States, best country on earth, number one, no doubt about it. Uh, on May 16th, Monday, I'll be at, in Timonium, Maryland at Magoobie's Joke House. May 17th, Tuesday, Washington, D.C. at uh, the Union Stage. Wednesday, May 18th, the Richmond Funny Bone in Richmond, Virginia. May 19th, Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's Thursday, 7.30. May 20th, the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, 7.30. June 8th, Oxnard Liberty Live, 8 p.m., uh, which is a Wednesday, June 9th, Thursday, Irvine Improv, 8 p.m., and June 12th, I'll be at the Soda Bar in San Diego, California, at 8.30. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets and information. And have you done your research, David? Uh, one is on April 21st, which would be in uh, the city known as Melbourne. Right. And That'd then the other Thursday. one, Tuesday the 26th, in Sydney at um, Sydney in the comedy store. Uh, we'll put ticket links up and all that. I, I, apparently, it's already <laughs> ready to go. So we've got a ticket link up. We're learning a lot, <laughs> too, about it as we go. We're brought to you in part by ExpressVPN. So here's something uh, that's not fun. Uh, Biden's infrastructure bill that Congress passed last year, well, there's a little uh, something in there. Every car will soon be required to come uh, with a spy chip installed, which uh, could include a remote kill switch. So who knows when they want to use that? The feds uh, might just hit a button that powers your vehicle off. That's it. You don't want to give the government too much control, and that includes clamping down on your digital freedom. So that's why I'm using ExpressVPN. Protect my network. Protect from being monitored. Yeah, so your internet provider, like Verizon or Spectrum, can keep logs of your internet activity, which includes stuff like the sites you visited, how much time you spent on them, and then what's worse is the government can get them to just cough up this info whenever they want. But when you use ExpressVPN, your internet activity is shielded. Their app works by rerouting 100% of your network data through their secure encrypted servers. It keeps your activity private. So unlike the kill switch the government wants to put in uh, our cars, ExpressVPN's kill switch actually protects you. If your VPN connection ever drops, network data is immediately stopped from entering or leaving your device to keep your privacy from being compromised. It's a kill switch that you control. I have been using ExpressVPN for years. I recommend it. So stop letting the government spy on you. Take back your privacy and freedom at expressvpn.com slash dollop and get three extra months Free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash dollop. ExpressVPN dot com slash dollop. Uh, we are brought to you in part by Keeps. Look, two out of three men are going to experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. And it bums a lot of guys out. just makes them sad. So there's things you can do about it today. And I'm talking about Keeps. Keeps has a convenient virtual doctor consultation. The medication is delivered straight to your door. Every three months, you don't got to go outside. 24-7 care and support. Network of experts, prescribers. They got it all. It's low cost, man. If you don't have that much money, just 10 bucks a month. They have generic versions for two of the FDA-approved medications. Comes in discreet packaging if you don't want anyone to know. No one in your house or whatever. The dogs. 
And look, with this kind of thing, prevention is the key. Uh, treatments can take four to six months to see results, so jump on it while you can. Like I said, man, if it bumps you out, just give it a shot. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash dollop to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash dollop to get your first month free. keeps.com slash dollop. And we're also brought to you in part by Squarespace. Look, Squarespace has an all-in-one platform. You can build a website. You can claim a domain. You can sell online. You can market a brand. They got it all. Cutting-edge designs. So you want to establish your uh, online presence? Just use Squarespace. Super easy. I've been, I've been in business with Squarespace. It feels like forever. I mean, I feel like we grew up together. I have my website with Squarespace. Gareth has his website with Squarespace. We got the dollop sources with Squarespace. We got the dolloppodcast.com where you can get your tickets for our tour. We got it all under Squarespace. We're so tight, I forget who's Squarespace and who's Dave. <laughs> I should stop talking. But like I said, it's super easy. They got domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics, all there for you. You don't have to update anything, which makes it super easy. They got 24-7 customer support. I might just start another website for the hell of it. That's how much I like Squarespace. So look, go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We are also brought to you in part by Everlane. Look, I'm a big fan of Everlane, a clothing company who researches audits factories to find producers who are championing worker empowerment and improving the environmental impact, fair wages, reasonable hours, the recycling water, using renewable energy, all that stuff. Of course, very important to us here at The Dollop. And then on top of that, they got nice clothes. You've heard me talk about this before. I'm a huge fan of the French Terry sweatpant. It's like all I'm wearing these days. It's like a sweatpant, but it looks nice, so you can wear it all over the place. It's like a, it's like a, a fancy highbrow sweatpant, which I think we've needed forever in this country. And something else Everland does, uh, true cost, transparency. Uh, they think you have the right to know uh, the actual price of, of making the clothes. So they show you the cost behind uh, the production of every piece, from the materials to the labors to the duties to the transport. Go to Everlane.com. They got tons of great clothes. I really like the active wear. But they got great denim. I got like a bunch of, bunch of different pairs of jeans. Head over to Everlane.com and check it out. If you want to do things differently from your core to your closet, shop Everlane. Go to Everlane.com slash dollop and sign up for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off your first order when you go to Everlane.com slash dollop and sign up. Everlane, ethically made, sustainably sourced. Yeah. So, okay. So, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, Dave. You know, it feels like we've been doing a Seagal podcast, man. <laughs> and, and here we are at the third episode, and I have mixed feelings. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned a lot that I don't want to know. I feel yep. like it keeps getting cra- I watched the uh, SNL sketch. Um, oh yeah, I think we retweeted it. Someone, someone, tweet, a couple people tweeted it at us um, with the one with Chris Farley, and it's it's unbelievable <laughs> it, to make Chris Farley not funny. Isn't that amazing? Is like an act of God. Yeah, it's, it's really it's impossible to do. And he <laughs> made the Chris Farley's. He made Chris. He left Chris Farley hanging out to dry so mercilessly. Yeah. Um, and then I also have access to the whole episode. 
which I'm going to get into at some point. Yeah, somebody found a link to it, so it wasn't completely screwed yeah. up. And someone else said it's actually on the apps when you go onto the Saturday Night Live, you know, whatever. On but it. someone else actually said it was one of the better episodes, and then I clicked on that profile, and it was Steven Seagal. So, uh, <laughs> That's, he does that. And by the way, w- before we start, and then we'll, and then I will hand the reins over to you. We should say for both of those episodes and this one, allegedly, allegedly, yes, whole thing. Uh, so 2002, year of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Stephen Seagal's, as we left off, his brush with the mob in which right. he had a lot of stuff going on with the mob and then and then you know uh, a lot of financial was a dealings. witness witness against a capo in court uh, so yeah. that brought the attention of this little organization called the FBI his old stomping grounds yes and the FBI began investigating Segal one of their own also due to his connections and association with Anthony Pelicano. Have we heard of him yet? No, we have not. I like that it's, we've got like a seagull and a pelican. <laughs> okay, so Steven Seagull and Pelicano. And uh, he's a private investigator. He specializes in working with celebrities. And he claimed, Pelicano claimed he had received training from the military in sophisticated audio surveillance and that he investigated 3,000 964 missing person cases and solved every single one. Oh, my God. Oh, that so was never confirmed. Either, either these people are just in the yard or <laughs> he's pumping up the numbers. So I like that these two are getting together and yeah. both just lying to each other completely, just like, you know, I was a Navy SEAL in the CIA. And he's like, I found over 3,000 missing people. Wow. Pretty impressive. Wow. That's I could cool. break a man's spine by flicking him. I can eat a whole turkey uh, without touching it. Wow. You know, I actually, the founder of Aikido sought me out. Wow. I, wow. um, one time a plane was flying into a building and I stopped it with my hand. Wow. Well, you, it seems like we're both pretty remarkable. <laughs> yeah, we're unbelievable characters. Yeah. I invented pizza. <laughs> wow. In the 90s, uh, Pelicano made just shitloads of money working with huge clients in Hollywood, like Michael Jackson, Kevin Costner, James Woods, Stevie Wonder, like tons I'm of I'm missing Bubbles. Bubbles is gone. And he became friends with Steven Seagal, probably because Pelicano also interested in karate and allegedly, he says, a black belt. Sure. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that you needed to bother with all the training. You could just say it. <laughs> yeah, you could just say it. Which makes it so much easier to just be like, yeah. I'm a black belt. And Actually, then... I invented black. I'm a silver belt. Wow. Wow. Now, there's a freelance reporter who has worked for the New York Times and the LA Times. Her name is Anita Bush. And she was... Stop. Let, let's just say everybody out there is 13 enough. <laughs> <laughs> she was okay. We're better than that. We're not gonna enough. I never even when I was doing the story, I never even put that together. Me either. So, I don't think I'm just. Yeah. I'm just saying for people who have those dumb little minds. That's right. That's who right. hear that and think that that's funny. That's not the comedy it's we not, do on this show. No, we're, not gonna yeah, take. We're that. not sophomoric. No. 
So Anita Bush was. Uh, <laughs> 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 Cut that out. Go ahead. She is researching a story about Stephen and his mob ties. Okay. And one day she finds a bullet hole in her windshield and a dead fish with a rose on the hood, along with a note that said stop. Oh, my God. What kind of crazy mess? Like, you could just do one of those. Yeah, yeah. One is fine. One is Instead, fine. She's but you just gotta... like, someone shot. Somebody, there was a fish in my car. Someone shot it and they had the funeral. It's such a stop. It's such a. This is what we do. We don't. We don't do the one thing, right? You got to have the fish. You got to have the rose. You got to shoot the windshield. Yeah. Well, it's probably him and Pelicano, and he's just like probably like he's like I'll put a bullet in the windshield, and then I'll leave a note that says stop. Yeah, and we should put a fish on a dash. Wait, why? What? what? Well, I don't know. Just well, just to show her that like um, you know, just in case she just thinks maybe it was like someone threw a rock and left a note. The fish oh. will be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and just okay. to offset the smell, let's leave a rose, too. Like, like uh, hey, sh- you don't fucking talk. Also, maybe we go out sometime. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a little more like Batman's parents. But, yeah, either way, okay. it's just a way to let her know, like, hey, enough. Also, we mourn the fish. Yeah. Okay. I told you I invaded pizza, right? Yeah, no, I read that in the paper. Uh, so, a suspect was arrested, and he said Pelicano had paid him to do it to in- intimidate Bush. Okay. Uh, the FBI thought Stephen had hired Pelicano to intimidate her and hired someone to scare <laughs> a Vanity Fair writer named, named Ned Zeman with a gun. So, okay. these two things happen around the same time. I like that he pays Pelicano, and then Pelicano's like, I want to hire someone, too. <laughs> hey, I found it out. I got a lot of things going on. I'm, de- I'm dealing with the Michael Jackson stuff. I'm dealing with... I, look, I, if, do the math. I got to find a kid every five minutes. I yeah, find a missing no. person. So Very busy. It's not easy. Don't worry. I found the perfect guy. He will bend under pressure. So uh, Pelicano's offices are raided. They find explosives, grenades, all these illegal wiretaps, roses, uh, transcripts, and recordings. Uh, He gets convicted, but he refuses to snitch, citing the Code of Omerta, which is the Mafia Code of Silence. Ah, sure. Okay. Sure. That's pretty good for Steven. So I'm going to go ahead and claim the Code of Omerta. I'm done. We don't recognize... You mean plead the fifth? I'm going to plead it. I plead the code of a murder. So it's pleading the fifth. According to the, the mafia constitution, I don't got to talk. It's like, it's like if you can't you know, snitch on your spouse. It's like that, but it's, uh, but it's in there. You just got to read up. Yeah, we have it. it. It's not just mafia. It's called pleading the fifth. So you can, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to... But I'm not, pleading, I'm, not, I'm not pleading the fifth. I'm no, pleading the code Omerta. of Omerta because uh-huh. uh, that's how we sure. do. Okay? Okay. You know, the guy that you actually hired, he did not plead the Omerta code. So So I got to get a fish. I got to get a rose. No, uh, no. I got to go shopping. Write that down. Write I got to go shopping. That. That's, yeah. Me and the boys. 
so uh, so Pelic- Pelicano is he goes to jail. So Stephen takes a polygraph, and um, to you prove know his I innocence, these. I, <laughs> uh-huh. and the FBI investigation reveals that Bush was also looking into Michael Ovitz. Ovitz was the guy who originally got Seagal the movie deals. Right. Okay. His original CIA, his fake CAA agent. And and he's now moved on. He, he was the president of Walt Disney for two years and now he's not, but so he, he had a massive career. Um, right. It turns out Ovitz had hired Pelicano. Anita Bush sues Ovitz. Steven says this proves that he did not hire Pelicano. And, wow. and he claims the FBI admitted to him that they knew that he had nothing to do with it. Well, that's how the FBI, I mean, works for sure. Yeah, they They're do that with suspects. Sort of being like, absolutely. Well, Steven, you've convinced us we shouldn't say this. What are you doing? I just like the guy so much. <laughs> He's cool. Look at his ponytail. It's the right amount. It's like he focus grouped it. So, so he, he, he wants an apology. The FBI would never publicly clear him. Stephen mm-hmm. believes that this is what ruined his career. True. I think we all agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it was... Sounded not like all things the, were going really well before sexual that. Sexual assaults, not all the... No, the movies the, that were doing terribly that he was directing. Yeah, none of the, that. Yeah. The ga- gaining weight is an action the hero. The weight gain. Yeah, yeah there's... None the, of that. It's impossible that. to work with. Yeah. yeah. Assaulting <laughs> other actors. None of, none of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting in a headlock and crapping his pants. <laughs> so to this day, Stephen is still waiting for an apology from the FBI. It will come. It'll, it's, I, I know it. And is. then I'll be in movies again. So in 2004, a 24-year-old woman was hired to be Stephen's assistant, and on her first day, oh God. she was told oh God. giving him massages was part of the job. Oh, my God. She quit that day well, when it became obvious I, that he expected sexual favors from all of his assistants. Yeah. I mean, is, just get, like... The only job that that makes sense for is a masseuse. You cannot be like, I'm looking for an assistant to help me with my affairs. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I will want topless massages. Like, I, uh, I need, I'm a fuckman. So I need, that's part of the job is that I'm an actor, writer, director, fuckman. So my assistant I'm basically, has to... I want you to work under the name I need a bush. So in 2005, Stephen released Lightning Bolt. And Dave, you don't need to tell me. We've all heard the title of the movie Lightning Bolt. It's not a movie. Oh, I mean, it's his album. It's not his album. (laughs) It's a book of short stories. It's not. It's a robot he made. That It's the only ponytailed robot. It is an Asian experience energy drink. Oh, my God. Oh, someone sent pictures of them. Okay, right. (laughs) Right. Steven said he had backpacked through Asia looking for the ingredients believed to keep locals disease-free for life. Uh, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. From this those, guy tells the truth a lot. Always. From always. those ingredients, he made Lightning Bolt the drink, which had, quote, untold power. Cannot be told. Yep. Plus high fructose corn syrup, which All, is yes. strange. It included flavors such as cherry change and Asian experience. Yeah. No, that's a plant. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he went on a search. He went on a backpacking search for all the ingredients that are the secrets to well, Asian culture. He and went high. He found them, and then he put the yeah. He went high up into the in Himalayas, the and what he yeah, find? Cherries. Backpacking. He found yeah. He found no. He found like what's it called? Cherry experience. Cherry change. He found cherry change. Asian right, experience is, is again, a different flavor. Sorry. So he finds Cherry Change, which obviously Mm -hmm. has been a big breakthrough because you hear about it so much. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, he probably like had some guide with him, and he was like, what are these? They're like, cherries. He's like, Cherry Change? You're like, uh. Um, Okay. This guy's. So so people immediately mocked uh, Lightning Bolt, and uh, it went away as quickly as it had come. As actual lightning. Yes. Now, Stephen had another love uh, from his childhood besides martial arts, and that is music. Lying. He, he, music, loved, he loved to play the guitar. He started playing the guitar at 12, and now... He invented the guitar, if memory serves. That's right. And now he decided to share it with the world. Um, He released his debut album, Songs from the Crystal Cave. Oh, my God. How? How did it go? How did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Songs from the Crystal Cave? That's right. And uh, he sang and played guitar. The music oh combines God. rock, <laughs> reggae, and country with Buddhist elements, sure. which go together sure. so well. Absolutely. It's like it's rap Long and Island. rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that even sort of works sometimes. But you throw country in it, now we're getting... I mean, basically, he just pitched Kid Rock. <laughs> with Buddhist elements. With, Buddha, with some Buddhist elements. Right. He, yeah. Uh, he put out a second album a year later called Mojo Priest. That came oh, out in 2006. Man. And it's it featured. Good, but Live from the Crystal Palace is really, it's not easy to top. It featured the single Alligator Ass. So I don't know if you heard there, I but mean, a, a priest stole this Cadillac and he looked him in the eye. 
It would be great if he just started to confessing the things that he did. Like, we put a bullet in a screen and put a fish <laughs> in a pose. Took a dump in a backseat and left a rose. The music is terrible. It's not good. It is not... the the. It's obviously when it's at its worst is when he is singing. Yes. His singing does, really doesn't help anything. It's really bad. And the, and the, it's really and bad. The, the it's blues. like how he acts. The blues guitar is generic. It's it's like how you would expect a just a random white guy to play the blues. Uh, St- not just a random white guy, Steven Seagal. Right. He's like, you know, I actually, B.B. King sought me out in the hills of Tora Bora when I was a baby because he saw on a star that he needed to teach me how to play the axe. <laughs> I would go into more of the songs, but I'm sort of I'm sort of bored by Hollywood guys starting bands. <laughs> but this just, one is a little different. But I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, all of his movies at this point are are just straight to video. Like it's all direct to sure. video. There's no more. There's no more theater releases. And and so in 2009, Sylvester Stallone is putting together a movie called The Expendables. Wow. It's an 80s type action movie packed with 80s action stars like Dolph Lundgren, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mickey Rourke, Chuck Norris, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. So all the all the big guys. So Sylvester Stallone reaches out to Steven. Hey, hey, Steven. Unfortunately, no. Hey, we made him a dumb movie. You know, it's about all of us has been thrown into the garbage pan of Hollywood. And, uh... You got Dolph, we got uh, Jean, and uh, Arnold. And, you know, I just think it might be a good idea if you like join up with us. And, yeah. uh, you know, what we're all basically doing... Are you masturbating? What? It no, sounded no, like you was masturbating. It's, uh, okay. I'm doing a keto. When I talk you're on doing the phone... A keto, you're I doing do a keto, keto right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, mo- what, what movie are you in right now? This slide, this slide, sister. If you're not doing a keto, you can just tell I'm me. Doing doing, a even keto if you masturbate, right you're now. In the slide, sister. That's right. Is that, that, a, then, is that a kick? Now I'm doing the alligator ass. Hey, it's good to catch up with you, man. Uh, yeah. Good luck with everything. Thank I you tried lightning bolt, by the way. It's really the cherry change is. Uh, is yeah. It very uh it's hard to drink too. The cherries come from the very top of Mount Everest. So there's a yeah, tree. Alright, well it sounds like you're doing pretty good. There. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to tell me. Obviously a lot of stuff grows up there. It's, my uh, dad, my father was a Sherpa. The foliage. And he taught me right. the Sherpa ways. Wow. Alright. Oh, I'm getting another call. I gotta go. Beep. Okay. Beep. Yeah, I got to grab that. Yeah. It's not a call, so I got to grab that. Good to talk to you, though, man. Yeah. You sound, like, really good. Yeah. I do. I do sound good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Click. Click. I think we're both still here. Yeah, I, was, I don't know why. I just got to actually hang up now. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Click. So Stallone offers Stephen the part, and Stephen turns it down. Because he no. he hated one of the producers I on the film that he worked with. There's certain people in Hollywood you just can't work with. <laughs> you uh, believe me. And of course, it's a fucking massive hit. As is the sequel, huge 
missed opportunity for our hero. Well, but he's got lightning bolt. So. <sighs> that same year, he gets married again. Good. What a lucky, uh, what a poor soul. Uh, this time to, uh, she's known as El Batsuk. And they had met when he went to Mongolia when he was looking for actors for his Genghis Khan film way back in 2001. She was his interpreter, and you know how sparks will fly. Sure. And yeah, so, well, once you're around Stephen and translating his words, it's yeah. hard to not. Yeah. Some, there's something there. Um, so the same year he got married, he started in a new television show. Uh, a reality show called Steven Seagal Lawman began airing uh, on a &E. oh, Right. Yeah. Right. I so, completely forgot about that. It takes place in uh, Louisiana. His mind. In Jefferson oh. Parish. Um, he is a reserve deputy sheriff. Right. According to A&E, quote, over a span of almost two decades... Stephen has regularly gone out on patrol and worked major cases. The series will allow fans to ride shotgun with Seagal as he and his hand-selected elite team of deputies respond to crimes in progress. So basically, A&E just didn't know that he was a total liar. And they're like, <laughs> really? He's like, yeah, I'm a, a legal sheriff and I have been for two decades. And I'm like, yeah. we thought we would have heard of this. He's like... Well, no. yeah, uh, I'm actually, I started a keto, I've worked for the CIA, I'm a Navy SEAL, FBI, I, I don't know if you've heard me live from the Lightning Cave, I'm a musician, and on top of that, um, I'm a legal sheriff. And they're like, oh my God. Wow. wow. She make a show about I you. Remember, yeah, when this came out, too, everyone was like, wait, what is going on? <laughs> Because yeah. A&E is still, I mean, even though, like, at the time, they were, like, arts and entertainment, you're like, is this is either of those? What's going on? What uh, did you do? Well, just the idea that Steven Seagal was a deputy sheriff solving crimes and didn't tell anybody, right there, you've lost, It's that's it. That never happened. Uh, yeah. And, he, but, I mean, I guess, yeah. For 20 years, he would have been going, I'm also a sheriff. Like, he would have never yeah. stopped saying that. Well, considering previous statements, you, it kind of is Dog the Bounty Hunter, because he was a dog for yeah. so long. That's right. He was a dog. Yeah. So cow. the L.A. Times interviewed him about this. And according to the L.A. Times, Stephen showed a picture of his swearing in from 20 years before. This is me. Quote. They were like, put up your right hand. Fuck. No, don't actually swear. Quote, it appears the photo was taken 20 years and at least 20 pounds after the fact. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Man, they so really... They, did, they didn't even Photoshop a photo. They just took one from, like, now and were like, yeah, that was me 20 years ago. And it's like, no, you were... Yeah. Now, yeah. this is also... Physically, people saw him and were like, what's with his gut? This is like when he starts to have the kind of shoe polish look. Yeah, the, the hair is when like it looks sprayed like he's on. kind of, he's very, like, it's like, it's all yeah. very, the goatee, everything is very sort of like, it's, looks. It, he's doing sprayed looks. on hair and right. uh, the goatee the, is like dyed or 
put shoe polish in it or something, but it looks crazy. Like right. it's right. Um, he also told the LA Times that he went to the police academy in Los Angeles and got certified. So the LA Times checked, and there was absolutely no record of him going to the Los Angeles to be, police academy. In my defense, I didn't know they were going to check that. <laughs> I thought I normally I can just say things. So. In his second season, Stephen hired hired an assistant. She was an ex swimsuit model. She's my massage. Oh my god! What is the deal? He found through a Craigslist ad, which is oh always god. what you do in show business. How he has A and E? Like how could, he should to them be like? We should add an assistant. Instead, he's like, don't worry, I found a model from Craigslist. They're like, Stephen, please, can you, like, talk? First of all, answer an email every now and then. I can't. He flew her out on a private charter jet. He doesn't have that money. Upon arriving, she learned she was to be more of a sex slave. Oh, my He kept her confined in his mansion... And, and allegedly sexually assaulted her over five days. Oh. oh, my gosh. She managed to get out and flee and get to a cab, which she hailed, while he chased her with a gun equipped with a flashlight. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Wow. He belongs in I places mean, worse than prison. Yeah. I mean, it really is like... I mean, he's acting above the law. She, in 2010, filed a lawsuit accusing Stephen of sex trafficking, because that's what that is. Right, yeah. Uh, When this became public, the sheriff stopped the show from filming. The the sheriff department was like, yeah, A&E was like, we're still down to do it as long as you got. And they're (laughs) like, no. okay, yeah, let's let's not do it. You're right. Let's not. You know, we've actually been tinkering with this show about people who hoard cats. We might just go in that direction now. Again, art and entertainment, (laughs) A&E. Quote, Stephen was facing an internal affairs investigation immediately following the outcome of the lawsuit, and he refused to return to Jefferson Parish, at which time he tendered his resignation. So the, the, the last episode of that show should have been them looking for him. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You could even have like convinced him to look for himself. Been like, when we find this son of a bitch, this is my address. This picture looks a lot like me. Wait a minute. I've got a doppelganger. He would settle with the woman at a court. So we don't know what she got, but that that went away. Naturally, A&E did not cancel the show, but instead moved it to Arizona, Maricopa County, home of famed anti-immigrant they monster sheriff Joe Arpaio. Are, they did more? A&E should have had their license taken away. A guy is a, accused is of sex trafficking. It's, it's also... It's, it's, uh, and yes, that should... He has a history of this shit, too. Like, yeah. how are you not... He has, he has so many lawsuits that have been filed against him and settled. Yeah, and then there's another one, and they're like, well, Stephen, you know what this means. Unfortunately, we're going to have to go um, a state away. <laughs> so it's tough, but that's the biz, babe. That's the biz. 
but this is Hollywood. Like they don't care yeah. about no. as long. I imagine. What do you What are you saying to anyone who works on the show at this point? Yeah. Well, any woman who works on the show. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. <sighs> Joe Arpaio is a monster. Um, he's received multiple complaints. Don't tell me Joe Arpaio is getting involved in this show. Yes. He... What the fuck? So he is now, so Steven Seagal and Joe, I make prisoners live outside in 120 degree heat. Arpaio are yeah. ganging up. Yeah. And yeah. A&E's like, we got a good buddy cop movie. <laughs> this is a pretty good pairing. Rapist and racist. They literally went and found the worst sheriff in America. Yes. To pair him up with. Without question. Yes. Yeah, they were like, we're trying to make Steven likable. So the only thing we can do is get this uh, guy who has, th- who has thoughts from the 1830s. <laughs> Arpaio has received multiple complaints of abuse of power and police misconduct, including racial profiling. Now, with so many school shootings, Sheriff Arpaio and Steven... Had a little plan. Have Stephen teach a volunteer posse how to respond to an active shooter. So, so there's a, there's some things going on here. This so there's shootings happening in America, and he's going to get Stephen Seagal, who has no experience with anything like this, to teach a volunteer posse. So just random dudes. Craigslist. Yes, 100% random dudes. How to respond to an active shooter in a school. He took 48 random volunteers through. 48 is a lot. Yeah. Stephen takes them through four different shooting scenarios. While 25 teenagers act as the students. So actual students. County SWAT team members acted as the shooters. And then Stephen would critique the posse members' reactions. Quote, I'm here to try to teach the posse firearms and martial arts to try to help them learn how to respond quicker and help protect our children. What posse? And again, everything I know about these, I've made up. (laughs) What? What posse is responding to school shootings? By the way, even calling it a posse is like, it's all bananas. But yeah, a po- so he's basically just put together like a ragtag group of vigilantes yeah. to stop school shootings because that's the flavor. Uh, I mean, that's like the, the flavor right now. So, a- I mean, yeah. any standards wise <laughs> has none of them. They put Steven Seagal with they, Joe Arpaio with probably Craigslist renegades to stop the, school shootings. This wasn't actually aired on the show. This happened as like a side thing that the sheriff and Steven did. Like, so, well, so this isn't even, you can't even say they did this for the cameras. These crazy no, assholes just, just did no, it No, this their is own. just out of the goodness of their hearts. They're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. <laughs> so I can um, only imagine the damage that would be caused from a Steven Seagal, Joe Arpaio posse trying to stop a school. Oh, my shooting. God. 
So an additional 11 students died because of what Stephen and Joe imparted. <laughs> there wasn't even actually a shooter. It was a play. Okay, one guy from the posse was the shooter. So, so but we stopped him. Sort After of. we let him in. He's still we on the loose. And then, yeah. and then we He's rehired out. him. He's still in the posse. So, yeah. But let us know if you need us. We're yeah. Here. Yeah. So during this Arizona season of Steven Seagal Lawman, uh, there was a guy who had gotten a misdemeanor for attending a cockfight. And a cop walked by his property and heard animals inside. And he, he didn't know he couldn't have animals anymore. As part of his misdemeanor probation, probation or whatever. whatever it was. Right. Stevens' animal abuse is his pet peeve. So um, It's the only pet I keep. So they decide to apprehend this guy. Sure. And Arpaio and Steven decide to use a tank, several armed cars, ear-crushing diversionary bombs, and dozens of sheriff deputies in riot gear. I'm sorry. You just you started with tank. Hey, I guess I should have ended with tank. You absolutely should have ended with tank because I didn't hear anything after that. But they... So, the, and again, not that... And this guy is on probation for cockfighting and just has animals. Not even on probation for cockfighting. On probation for going to a cockfight. So they're just, because this guy's keeping animals using a tank and explosives and a SWAT yeah. team. Yeah. So this guy's just like, I am fostering these two kittens. And outside they're like, all right, do not take shit. Kill if you need to. Most likely we kill him. <laughs> so the reason that there was such a giant response is because our pale made up that there might be some drug cartel members on the property and then sent out a press release for all the media to come. So they're basically setting up a <laughs> fake scenario for the cameras, and it's a right. gigantic raid for a guy who doesn't know. He's just in there with his animals. He has no idea that right. anything is wrong. Right. So the media's there, and... Steven drives the tank onto the guy's property. Uh, he's, of course, he's driving the tank. There's probably the great shot where he's having trouble getting in, and Arpaio has to, like, butter his belly to push him through. All right, so I'll do the tank. Do you have a license for that? I have a license for everything. Oh, okay. They drive to the gate. Uh, they kill a puppy. Oh, my God. What? I thought his pet peeve was animal cruelty. And the guy had like 100 chickens, and then they had to euthanize them all. What? I, I don't know. Show producers what tried to get... Is, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm failing to see the yeah, yeah, no, it's, good uh, you side can see of this the, raid. Yeah, no, the raid's not working out for anybody, except Isn't the guy in the vegetarian? tank. is he a vegetarian? Yeah, and he's got a pet peeve about people harming animals, but he just killed 101 animals. But he just kills 101... I mean, he's, what is he, making a coat? <laughs> so, the show producers try to get the suspect to sign a release, but he refuses. 
I can't. I mean, that the of uh, the everything's shocking, but also the fact that you have not figured out a way to be able to film this dude without his permission. <laughs> Please sign it. No, I'm not gonna no. sign it. You guys are like framing me as like an animal killer when they killed a hundred chickens and a dog. Please sign it. Please sign it. Arpaio tells the press that's there that Stephen was a member of his posse, but Stephen said, quote, I really don't know about the posse. I know I'm on loan out from Louisiana. I know he is not on loan out. He is not on loan out from Louisiana. He is is under investigation from internal affairs for sex trafficking. What is happening right now, Dave? (laughs) I mean, I, I honestly... I don't know how this story keeps going. <laughs> I mean, it's constantly, it's just like, it's just like being on the ropes and it's just blow after blow. I'm on loan out from Louisiana. Uh, to be clear, he is under investigation for <laughs> sex trafficking. Yeah. And you're a vegetarian? Yeah, but that's why we killed 101 animals today for my show where I'm a fake sheriff. With Joe Arpaio, the total racist. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Anyway, I got to get out of this tank. (sighs) The suspect filed the lawsuit, uh, but it was eventually dismissed because according to uh, the New Phoenix Times, he, quote, got rid of his attorney and just gave up. That season did not air on A&E because this was too controversial uh, it, it would later air on Reels, R-E-E-L-Z. Oh, my God. Reels was like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Whatever. we like what A&E throws out. We go through well, that garbage all. all the time. You yeah, want to do a sexual great. assault show? That's awesome. We love that. We're, we, are li- we are literally looking for content. We will do anything right now. We're just running Stimpy. Around this exact same time, two other women came forward with stories of Stephen hiring them and making unwanted sexual advances all the way up to sexual assault. Does that mean he shouldn't be a sheriff, Gareth? Dave, I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll just go with the one word, yes. You're wrong. Of course not, Gareth. Now at 59 years old, he was sworn in as a Hudspeth County Sheriff's Deputy in Texas, after he called and asked if he could be one. This has real, aside from the sexual assault, real Elvis on Barbiturates vibe. To it. <laughs> it really does. It's just it really like does. a guy who some people recognize calling, asking for guns and badges, and people just being like, wow, yeah. yeah. And of course it's Texas. Texas is where they're like, well... Yeah, I guess as long as as long as Louisiana's not upset because you're on loan out. That's right. That's right. All right. So sheriff's officials, after he called, went to California with the paperwork for him to fill out to become deputy sheriff. And the sheriff's office said Stephen would now work full time to help secure the border. He was what? given the title of deputy chief to the deputy chief. What a weird title. I can't believe that he <clears> is still <throat> getting green light lit for anything. It's. I mean, border patrol. Yeah, he's he's saving America from the people coming across the border who just want to work at jobs. <laughs> yeah. God. For, I mean, honestly, God forbid we get any criminals coming across the border. 
Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Imagine. Now, there's a guy in Hollywood named Bob Van Ronkle, and what Bob does, uh, he owns a company called Doors to Hollywood, and they bring American celebrities to Russia and the former Soviet states, but not for tourism. They're brought there to hobnob with Putin and other oligarchs to up their status. He's brought over to Mike up the status of the, of oligarchs. the oligarchs, right? He's brought over Mike Tyson, Jim Carrey, Katy Perry, what? Kanye West, the band Kiss. And Seagal is on this list? Yes. Because Seagal's movies popular in Russia. Right, of course. Yeah. I think they base the country around him. And they pay shitloads of money to have these celebrities come over and hang out with you. And- I like money. Money's something I'm super into. And then they get to it's be seen. Very important to me. They get to be seen right. with them and no, and I'm sure it's it's. I mean, it's again, again. It is uh, like you you gave a good list of celebrities, but it's like what Trump did. Trump like was able to reinvent himself over there to some extent because it was just like nobody gave a fuck. And then he yeah. went there, and they were like, "Do you want to stay in like nicest hotels?" And he was like, "Uh, sure, yeah, okay." Like it's just like I mean, yeah. you're a big fish in a whatever size pond. You're a big fish. And I'm sure there's a big part of it, which is, you know, these guys are oligarchs. These guys are all evil sons of bitches. And there's got to be a big part of it that's like trying to also make it seem like they're okay to celebrities. Like they want the celebrities to go back and go, they're actually nice. Like it's a whole fucking double edged, you know, sword. Right, right. So, Steve. You guys want to try some lightning bolt? (laughs) Uh, Oh, Steven, this is unbelievable. It's got that. Oh, look at that flavor. Cherry change. This is incredible energy. I've never felt so excited in my... Oh, my God, my heart is racing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, my heart's going so fast right now. Seriously, like, my arms are, like, kind of yeah. numb from this uh, shit, this cherry change. Jesus. 
Christ, ah, I feel yeah. like blood coming out of my cock. It's just, oh my God, Jerry yeah. changes. So, holy shit, I can't breathe. My vision is gone. I can't hear anymore. This is nothing. This is absolute torture, Steven. I don't know what's happening. My heart is coming out of my chest. I am attacking my last breath. Oh my God, I'm dying from this lightning bolt. Yeah, so that's the change in Cherry Change that you're feeling. So, that's how it works. He's dead. Yeah, he's changed. I'd like to try one of these yeah, cherry change. Yeah, cherry, there you go. Right Lightning there. bolt. Yes. So Stephen, uh, Stephen had met Vladimir Putin at the Moscow Film Festival in 2003, and they hit it off. Got along really well. <laughs> of course. He's like, I uh, <laughs> like to type uh, black belt in judo. I'm a black belt in Aikido. A lot of times <laughs> I can throw people across the room. I like to throw people across the room. What do people think it's fabricated when I do it? People are always trying to poke holes in my strength. Uh, you know, I, uh, I really like you, Steve Seagal. I like you, Vladimir. So in 2010, Bob takes Steven back and his band for uh, an event with Putin. Now, as you he said... He better close with alligator ass. They, um, they both enjoy martial arts, as you said. So the two bros really hit it off. They really hang out after the party. Sparks fly. Uh, they become fast friends, Putin and Steven. They're visiting dojos together. They're dining together, doing what two psychos do together, right? They're just hanging out. Absolutely, yeah. Steven starts touting his Russian heritage. You know, his, I should have uh, looked up how to say I'm this. actually ex-KGB. Really? Oh. Yeah, I've been every... Every organization that is interesting to people I've been a part of. My, uh, my grandfather helped kill the czar, so, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Huh? Yeah, with Aikido. Right, yes, of course, yes. Before, before oh. it was invented, he knew it, so, yeah. Oh, pre-Aikido invention, he understood. So, in many ways, he is architect. He's, yeah. In many ways, he architect of Aikido. Well, pre-Aikido. Prikido, yes, Prikido, that's right. Yeah. Very interesting uh, because uh, actually, I uh, a lot of people trace uh, invention of uh, judo mm. to my father, who yeah. um, before judo was even invented, my father was throwing people through windows out the you know houses and barns sure. and sure, you know. I killed the tiger with my elbow. I killed one with my mind. You're the best friend I've ever had. Oh, yeah. He says his grandmother was born in Vladivostok. And Vladivostok. Said, he said he spoke some Russian. He claims to be able to mm. speak Russian, Japanese, Italian, and English, but there is no video of him speaking anything but English. Actually, Dave, I just saw a video where he was... Someone was translating for him in Russian, so... Really? Yeah, so I feel like he probably doesn't speak Russian too well. <laughs> uh, while he was there, uh, he was uh, questioned by a Russian host, and he said, quote, I love Russia. Some people love Africa. Some people love Mexico. Some people love purple, the color purple. I love Russia, and I'm not scared to say it. Sure. What a normal list. <laughs> what an absolutely uh, normal list. You know, Stephen, when you're giving a list to sort of compliment someone, I always find do two of what you're talking about in a color. That's interesting. Yeah. 
I can some people that. love Africa, some people love Mexico, some people love purple. I like Russia. Interesting list. Very oh, they're crazy. all words. Super crazy. I like That's right. They are certain all words. absolutely words. Yeah. You know, some people like turtles, some people like surfboards, some people like noodles. I like Russia. <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you for that interview also. That was an exclusive. So. In 2012, writer David Rakoff attended a weekend Buddhist seminar at the Omega Institute of Holistic Studies in Rhinebeck, New York. Now, for those I'm people Buddhist. not familiar with Rhinebeck, it's like a really rich, antique sort of town, right? Okay. The teacher for this particular seminar was a gentleman named Steven Seagal, also known as Turton Rinpoche. Oh, my God. How I don't understand. How is it happening? How is this? How are all these places like because he is a walking pyramid scheme and yet he is like he's a breathing pyramid scheme and yet. It doesn't matter how many blocks you remove from the Jenga of lies that is Steven Seagal. The structure still stands. It never, it never collapses. It never collapses. How does it? I mean, he's like, he's like headlining. It's insane. Seven hundred dollars. Like you think the Buddhist would be like, hey, do you hear about the sex trafficking thing? Like, yeah, we probably should kick him out of Buddhism. <laughs> but instead, they're like, he's gonna lead. <laughs> He'll be in charge. $700 for a three-day seminar. It was on par with their biggest draw ever, who was actually some real Buddhist guy. About 700 right. people for the weekend. He had not had a theatrical release in years. Very soon after sitting down to explain Buddhism to his students, uh, he brought that up, and he said... Uh, it, it was because he became a holy man. Quote, the studios knew exactly what they want, fighting. And as, as I became a lama, I had to establish a line I could not cross. And I've taken two years off as a result. Plus, I was so heavy that nobody would believe in what I did anymore. And I was considered impossible to work with. And I sexually assaulted every assistant that I had. That in conjunction with my moral principles. So. He, he also told them how he was introduced to Buddhism. Quote, I was in a monastery. Okay. I was in a monastery in go. Kyoto, Japan, and met some monks from Tibet who had been tortured by the Chinese. As I was the only one who had studied... Herbology, bone manipulation, and acupuncture, I treated them, and there was an immediate connection. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just... He only knows lying. It's like, just The insane. only language he speaks is just lying. <laughs> he met tortured mo Tibetan monks. And he's the only one. And he, and he, and he was able to repair them. With bone manipulation. With bone manipulation. And acupuncture. Steven Seagal, acupuncturist and herbologist. Herbologist. So I used some cherry change. <laughs> Just a fucking... And I... 
the fucking yeah, lies that come gall, out of this guy. The lies. The gall of the lies. The level of lies. Everything. Like, it is like he's just the one-upper. Everything that anyone says, just like, how did you get into Buddhism? Well, I healed beaten monks. <laughs> oh. Like, you couldn't just be like, it interested me? Like, everything has to be, like, to the nth degree. Oh, actually, the founder of Aikido sought me out. It's like, dude, just say you like, like, you could, like, pass some of this stuff. Just be like, I started studying Aikido. I got really good at it. Everything is to the level of, like, the founder sought me out. How, how in the fuck do, do tortured Tibetan monks end up in his dojo in Japan? Like, it's so crazy. Everything is crazy. Well, Poseidon threw them to me. So, during this weekend seminar, he comes very late to every session. Sure. Usually an hour late. So, it's a three-hour session. He's showing up an hour late. And before he was supposed to arrive, all the students were supposed to do calisthenics for 15 minutes. That's why, by the way, this is why he was late. But because he wasn't there, the guys just had him had all the students just keep doing the calisthenics for like 45 minutes. And then he shows up and he's like, all right, now that everyone's exhausted, he probably couldn't do it because he would just like all the shoe polish sweat would come down. Yeah. Uh, It was very obvious that the calisthenics were going on because he was not there. Quote. We know that Rinpoche is not in the building, and Reynosa and Reynosa knows we know the routines are lengthened and repeated. Right, on the final Rinpoche. day, on the final day, Stephen was two hours late. His three-hour sessions were usually just an hour now because he would come late and then leave early. And most, what is he doing? He's just talking. Most swesh, sesh, most sessions quickly dissolved into question and answers. Sessions. There were also a lot of people there who just wanted to see him as the movie actor, so they wanted to ask questions about his movies. But there's and there's a bunch of people there who want to learn Buddhism. <laughs> right. Those people are probably like, this is not the best guy. Well, it's a lot like Under Siege. <laughs> woman, one woman stands up and asks how to handle all the hate speech in the world today, mostly the hate speech that's becoming prevalent against gays and blacks. And Stephen responded, quote, well... I'm black and gay, and I'm proud of it. And the audience laughed and applauded. Buddhism! I... I can't. I don't... (laughs) I don't even... Like, everyone's an enabler. Yes. Everyone is. Like, you should, at that point, someone just be like, Hey, what? But instead, people are like, oh, very, very well handled. Very well handled. Very well handled. Well, I'm gay and black, and nobody seems to care. Yes. Oh. You'd be, at that point, you'd be like, thank God he wasn't here for the first two hours. I'd rather do somersaults. Every day, more and more people left. By Sunday, half the students were there. On Monday, a student asked why Stephen wasn't putting in the time. And Stephen said, quote, I've never taught as much as I taught yesterday, and it comes to a point of diminishing returns as to what you can absorb. I would be Uh. happy to give you your money back and a bonus. In my tradition, teachers don't explain. 
I'm not here to take your money. I'm not flippant about people's time and energy, and I'm very respectful to everyone. And then they all applauded. Oh, my God. Don't clap. It's like real time. Uh, it, it's it, it, So he basically is like, look, I could teach you a lot, but you wouldn't be able to absorb all of it. Yeah. I'll give you a refund. Yeah, which he never was going to do. Yeah, of course not. No, it's like, yeah, I mean, essentially, it's Trump University. I don't mean to keep making that comparison, but yeah, no, it's definitely got. Of, yeah. There's a lot of flies going around this horseshit. So who knows how much money he made for that weekend? But my God. So anyway, Stephen uh, Stephen goes to Putin's inauguration in 2002. He's probably at the bank with like a huge check, and they're like, "So your name's Stephen Seagal. This is made out to Rinpoche." <laughs> yes. Well, that's my Buddhist name should I do if I sign the back does that well it's just that I mean it should be we do need identification for Rinpoche right but is money real Uh, yeah I mean you don't if you don't need us to cash the check you cash the check you son of a bitch okay so Stephen goes to Putin's inauguration in 2002, and uh, while he's there, he visits the Russian judo team who's getting ready for the Olympics. Stephen gave Russian crowds Aikido demonstrations. Now, there's a video of one. He's giving an Aikido demonstration, video. and it cuts to it three is. teenage girls in the stands fucking laughing at him. Not oh, with really? him, laughing so hard at him. Because it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. He's big, and he's just like, it's essentially he's tapping people, and they're, like, dying. Yeah. Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah. Uh, He also visited visited a factory that makes Kalashnikov rifles. He went to a parade uh, celebrating the 70th anniversary of Nazi surrender to the Soviets. I was a Nazi. Stephen, no, no, not that one. Oh, okay. Stephen started selling his U.S. homes in 2012, he had bought a home for $4.25 million in Scottsdale, Arizona in 2010. And he put it on the market in 2012. Part of the description of the home was that it was bulletproof. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what? You can't. I mean, in what? In, how? I don't what know. is it made of? I don't know. What, what does that even mean? I don't know. Does it not have windows? What it does is have, it? It has windows. They got to be bulletproof. Well, is, I mean, I just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing claim. This lovely house you'll see here is just beautiful. It's a four bedroom, four bathroom, beautiful home, two pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, X star Steven Seagal used to live here. Oh. And this house also boasts that it is Bulletproof. It cannot be shot. You cannot be shot in it. Um, full full bathrooms, tubs. Yeah, I don't care about that. Why is it bulletproof? Well, the house is bulletproof because if you're if you're Steven Seagal, you don't know. I mean, people are just out to get you because you're so perfect in every way. And so he just need to be careful. I mean, keep in mind, Steven Seagal basically is a Buddhist who invented Akita, worked for the FBI, the CIA, and was a Navy SEAL, a huge movie star. So a lot of people want him dead. So he has a house that is completely bulletproof. The yard is beautiful. The yard, oh, There's a tennis court. We can go see that after in a second. The tennis court also bulletproof. 
Help yourself to some of these tiny sandwiches, too. Because okay, these thanks. are not going to eat themselves. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so his Bulletproof Home did not sell, and it stayed on the market. In January 2013, Stephen was sworn in as a deputy sheriff in Doña Ana County in New Mexico. Rinpoche, raise your right hand. This is a alleged multiple serial sexual assaulter. Yeah. Yeah. He was filming the movie, movie Force of Execution in the area, and they expected him to take on border security. Quote, Mr. Seagal has spent decades in law enforcement. Dr. Doc, 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 Dr. Seagal. <laughs> Dr. Seagal. Please. Quote, Dr. Seagal has spent decades in law enforcement training and has a special interest in the unique challenges our department faces along the border. We are honored to bring that experience to this department as well. President Seagal. As far as Hudspeth County Sheriff, he had been doing, quote, long distance consulting, but had not yet returned since he was deputized. So it's two he, years later. I mean, so he just like becomes the sheriff, takes off, then is a sheriff in a new. I mean, are you allowed to play the sheriff field on that level? I have no idea. What are you the allowed fuck to is... be like a multiple sheriff? I... I guess. I mean, I guess when you are like that big of a sexual assaulter, like most cops are like, get him involved. I wonder how much of this is him just getting a license to carry. License to kill. Yeah. Whoa. Hey. In 2013, Stephen said of Putin during an interview, quote, I, I know him well enough to know that he is one of the greatest world leaders, if not the greatest world leader alive. See, it's it's you know what it is also uh, reminiscent of is Rodman and uh, yes. Kim Jong Il. Like it's like what if you are kind of a wash up, and a world leader gives you access to a palace and yeah. the fruits of you know the high status of that anywhere, you are like like Dennis Rodman was like he's awesome he's like the best dude. People are like he's like killed tons of people. He's like <laughs> look as far as I can tell the dude is awesome. So it's just like that. You're just like, yeah, trust me. He's one of the best world leaders. Why? Because he likes you? Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty but much it. But Rodman made sense because he was on the 91 Pistons. Yeah, I mean, I, it definitely was a bigger get than Seagal. No doubt. Soon he, he was invited back to Moscow to visit a newly built sports complex with Putin. And that year he made a deal with a Russian gun manufacturer named Orsis to promote their weapons and lobby the U.S. to ease restrictions on Russian guns. The idea that, like, if you need an ambassador to help with the... Like, the U.S. is like, no, we're not. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not the palm greaser you think it is. So we know that uh, Stephen has unbelievable reputation in your country. Biggest movie star still, uh, correct? Uh, we believe no. he has two different TV shows in the works and multiple movies, plus lightning bolt energy drink has shocked the world. It, no, we uh, don't. Like Steven says, it's like putting a finger up your asshole. What? But we still think that it is important for, um, you know, Steven, listen to Steven. He is one of your biggest hits. He's, he's a hit maker. He's a multi-hyphenate musician, Buddhist, inventor of uh, Aikido. You know, 
Listen to him when we talk about the guns and stuff. You know, you guys are so rigid when it comes to our gun situation. Allow, uh, you know, maybe listen to Segal a little bit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Stephen, I thought that you wanted to maybe talk to them. Yeah, um, let you should let them use their guns here. It's really not that bad. Again, as uh, someone who almost got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and is... Um, not allowed to go to some states because of the assault I've committed against women. Listen to me on violent firearms. Wow, this guy, I mean, is it just me or is he like super charming? So let us know where to drop off the guns and when you give us the money. And make it quick too, because we like need it fast. So things have never been good between Obama and Putin. When they first met in 2009, Putin just berated Obama for two hours about Washington's treatment of Russia over the years. And then after Putin was reelected in 2012, things just got worse. And they met, right. um, they met in again in Ireland in 2013. Uh, and Obama was trying to get him to stop supporting Assad in Syria. He refused. Um, and then Putin came up with an idea to fix the U.S.-Russia relationship. I, Dave, I That's not. right, Gareth. Use Steven Seagal to heal it. Because... I, I feel like, <laughs> did they not have internet there? Like, how do they not have access to the fact that this dude is over? <laughs> like, he's like, don't worry, we have secret weapon. We have the biggest movie star in America in our back pocket. <laughs> uh, um... Because they said he was an American patriot and he knew Russia, Putin's spokesman <clears throat> said Stephen would be the perfect person to show how the countries could get along. Putin told Obama, Stephen should be an honorary consul of Russia in California and Arizona and then possibly intermediary, intermediary between the U.S. and the Kremlin. I, I mean, just imagine... I just imagine Steven, from what we've heard, oh. I mean, he's incapable of doing most things, but him being in charge of like community, like relaying messages to and oh. from. Unbelievable. You know what I would do? Give him one of the briefcases. It's pretty good. I normally find just give him a $50,000 briefcase. Like I think a $2 uh, tip. I think you guys, you kill a journalist that America doesn't like, and then America kills a journalist Russia doesn't like, right? I think he's got a pretty good plan here, Obama. What do you uh, think? I feel like he's a great intermediary. BuzzFeed, <coughs> BuzzFeed said Obama was, quote, flabbergasted. A U.S. official said, quote, you've got to be kidding. So it didn't go over well. <laughs> no. Uh, Obama's White House is like, we're not fucking dealing with Steven Seagal. It's probably no. one of those things, too, where Seagal is going like, well, it sounds like this might happen. Like, because Russia's <laughs> like, we are going like foot to the gas on this. We think this is like a done deal. Well, finally, some goddamn respect. In 2014, Stephen said the annexation of Crimea was, quote, entirely reasonable. It, so, right? Um, totally <clears throat> makes sense and is okay to do. That year... It's theirs. It's still theirs. Do you not understand? What don't you understand? That year he was announced as the headliner at the August 
Bulus, a blues festival in Estonia, but there uh, was a huge blowback. Estonian rocker Tonis Maggi called for a boycott, and people were furious, and the producers had to pull Steven from the lineup. Well, I mean, I, there are a thousand reasons why one would boycott, but what was their rationale? Why were they to the annexation of, of... Oh, okay. Duh, yeah, right. the, everyone's mad about it. In 2015, the, the, this is so random that this article was just in the Washington Post. In 2015, the Washington Post reported, quote, Steven Seagal has apprehended hundreds of people working as a policeman. Quote, the thing I like best is forming a team where we go after high-risk warrants for people who are armed and dangerous. Murderers, bank robbers, rapists, kidnappers. Those are the guys I like to get. So a lot of times I'm busting myself. <laughs> a lot of times we're after me. And the Washington Post is just like... Oh, it, dude, it's just a random article. Like, Why? It, it's the crazy... I've apprehended hundreds of them. Many, many hundreds. I don't even know how many hundreds. Oh, I bet you don't, Stephen. I bet you... <laughs> I mean, he's lost count of the hundreds. When would you fucking Briefcase. do this? Yeah, Cops don't like do that their entire enough, career. There's not enough time for all the things that he's saying he does. <laughs> no. It's, not, it's like nine lifetimes worth of lies. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Every, everything that gets brought up, he's done, and he's done it the best. Yeah. Now, in 2015, Stevens Blues Band played a concert put on by a pro-Putin biker gang in the uh, Crimean Peninsula. On stage near Stephen was a flag of the DNR, a pro-Russian separatist group in Ukraine. The crowd waved pro-Russian and DNR flags while his band played. Uh, that year, Putin and Stephen appeared together at the Eastern Economic Forum in Vladivostok. So he's Why just is full he going in going to an economic forum. It, it, None of it makes sense. Like, it, he's... Even if you thought that he gave you some, like, like credibility... Yeah. Not in an economic forum. I mean, the guy... The only monetary system he knows is briefcase bribery. Well, well, I think that Putin wants to elevate him to be some sort of diplomat. I mean, it's just a weird basket to toss eggs in. Oh, yeah, 100%. Stephen went like, to Serbia. Like Obama's going to see him there and be like, oh, uh, I guess he actually does know what he's doing. No, he's actually pretty I'm smart. sorry I doubted you, Stephen. So in 2015, December, he goes to Serbia and meets with the president and prime minister. And he said afterwards he would do, quote, everything possible to promote Serbia worldwide. And wanted to set up an Aikido school there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he knows how to do that. <clears throat> so anyone that likes him, I mean, again, it's, he's like Rodman. Anyone that likes him, he's just like, you, you have such great taste in who you like that I will do everything to tell people how great you are. Just keep giving me stuff and making me feel like I'm a movie star still. And wherever he can do Aikido, because he thinks it makes him, you know, famous wherever he does that. Like, he looks like a big right. badass, right? Sure, yeah. No, we've seen him, like, we've seen his skills where he touches a guy with two fingers and the man dies. 
so they asked him to train the Serbian special forces in Aikido. Well, that's not good. That's not. They're like, uh, we were out there. We touched. We touched the guys, but they did not fall down. We don't. How does Mister Segal do it, Doctor Segal? <laughs> the next month, he returned, and he was given Serban. He was given Serbian citizenship in return for setting up a martial arts school in Belgrade and training the Serbian special forces. I mean, he so. just. Who stop claiming him as good? Like you, nobody, like he should be on like a VH1 reality show. He should not be at economic forums and be given citizenship because of his martial arts training. It's really, uh, yeah. I mean, he looks like a guy. He looks like a guy pretending to be Steven Seagal at this point. <laughs> He looks like a bad Steven Seagal impersonator. He looks like a Steven Seagal Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like one of the ones you'd be like, it'd show up and you'd be like, oh, it's just shoe polish for the goatee. In November of 2016, Putin granted Steven Russian citizenship. A Kremlin spokesman, quote, this was his desire. He had been really persistent for a long time and been asking to grant him citizenship. He's actually renowned for his quite warm feelings toward our country. He is, he, he is Eastern Europe Elvis. <laughs> I mean, that's what he is. He's just like trying to rack up like points. Like he's just like. <laughs> it's really insane. He was given a Russian passport, which Putin signed himself. Now he was able oh. to open up a martial arts school in Russia. And then, in that year, he toured ex-Soviet countries in the name of world peace. He visited I mean, incredible human rights violator, Dictor Alexander Lukashenko of Belarus. Oh, jeez. And that guy, I mean, that guy was like, you ought to, like, so awesome. He's like, you're like a big polar bear, so we should. He's like, yeah, exactly. He was there to spread both world peace and because he had a consultancy contract with a Belarusian online game developer. Oh, my God. I mean, it really is like it, it's it's very obvious, but it's the fact that he is so like he must be making bank. Yeah, I mean, he's because making money. The, I mean, he really must just be making shitloads of money. Yeah. But again, he's going to like it is in the worst like it is the worst money to be making. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But again, I mean, this guy has no standards so you know they're probably like he's probably in belarus and the guy's like that's sexual assault wow man the u.s is so messed and he's like i know it's crazy on the dictator's farm uh the dictator dug up and picked vegetables as steven watched as he looked at watermelons steven said wow nice and patted one <laughs> Then Stephen was given a freshly dug up and skinned carrot, and he ate it. It's oh all on video. God. It's amazing. Oh it's amazing. <laughs> I'm sure there's. I'll, I'll find a GIF of, and put it up on Twitter of him eating the carrot. <laughs> <laughs> eating <laughs> Belarusian floor carrot. And I think while he was there, he also said, "I had relatives. Uh, we have. I have ancestors from I Belarus. Have, uh, like wherever he goes, he's like, I have some Belarusian blood." I'm from everywhere. I have Belarusian <clears throat> blood. It's in a jar in my dojo. He spent time 
with human rights abuser and Kremlin-backed ruler of Chechnya, Ramzan Kadyrov, he went to Kyrgyzstan and opened the World Nomad Games coming out on a horse dressed in medieval armor. Oh, my God. What is while this he was, is, this is this is quite a th- quite a last chapter he's got going on. <laughs> While he was there, he told reporters, "Quote: You guys are lucky because you have, in my opinion, a great president." Uh, yeah, because again, he likes me. <laughs> Anyone who likes me is the best. Because you see, nobody likes me anymore. So when I meet people who like me, they're the best. Because I'm the best. <laughs> and a lot of people didn't know that until these people started treating me so well. Steven said he planned to shoot films there and wanted people who could do stunts on horses and beautiful women. Yes, please, please. People, <laughs> you can trust me around women if there's one thing I've proven. The, reporters, sure. the reporters all applauded. And when his uh, press conference was over, they all took a picture with him. That night, he played guitar at a charity dinner of $1,000 a head. It's like his life is the Truman Show. (laughs) Like, everyone is pretending that he is a good, real person, and in reality, he's just a useless shitbag. Yeah. But to him, it's all working, and he's... I mean, obviously, like... he's he's never going to know what it's like to feel like the loser that he is. Yes. Because everyone around him, he's big enough because their countries are not, do not have access to anyone that he is feeling like he is, he's an A-lister. And he can, wherever people sour on him, he can go somewhere else and find people who don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be like with Duarte and be like, he's so good. At killing drug I, offenders. I, I, I left it out. He does go to Duarte. There is a, I, I totally forgot to put it in here. He did go. <laughs> Are you being serious? I'm totally serious. He, there was a Duarte. Oh, my I forgot God. To <laughs> I, I totally mean, forgot. Like, everyone who is the worst likes him. And he's like, these are the best places and people. Because, again, I am so egomaniacal. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, in 2017, um, President uh, Duarte, 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 Duarte met with actor Steven Seagal in, uh, in the Philippines. Uh, they did a picture posing with both their fists out, and uh, Seagal had arrived in the Philippines to look for a, loca- a location for his new movie about illegal drugs and other crimes that he will be committing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely make your movie about illegal drugs there. That is definitely the model, for sure. He also told uh, Seagal that he used to uh, take karate lessons. (laughs) Yeah, of course. They all did. They all are the biggest tough guys. Of course. Yep, of course. Wow. There is no bottom. He just... The worst, the worst people find the worst people, and and the worst yeah. people um, lift the other worst people up. It's like a club, and you keep rising, yeah. raising each other up, and it's just a fucking worst people nightmare. That's what that. Yes. That's what what it is. Okay. It is a party at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. When Ukraine hears that Stephen has Russian citizenship, they ban him 
from Ukraine for five years, uh, saying he's a national security risk. Nice. Finally. As Me Too breaks, Stephen is obviously named by many, and a recording of an interview from 1988 comes out. And it's a, it's a male reporter, and he asks Stephen if there are any differences between male and female reporters. Oh, boy. Stephen, quote, The few times I had a hard time, it was usually with women. When somebody is on a tour... He's there to talk about his film, not about who he fucked or who he would like to fuck or who his wife was with 10 years ago. They should go into pornography instead of journalism if they want to hear that shit. So the reporter says, well, is that because women don't like action films? And Stephen said, quote, one time, I'm sure that's what it was. And another time, it was just some dumb cunt that is a liar and wanted to be sensational. Stephen said one journalist had pretended to be in love with him and then wrote lies about him in her magazine. He said, quote, I think she belongs in a zoo, but a zoo of fucking dirty whores. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I mean... <laughs> there is no... There is nothing about this person that is worthy of redemption. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like... It, it's... I mean, even in a world of shit bags, like he's like the shittiest bag. And look, if this is 1988 and he's saying this in interviews, there's no fucking way Michael Ovitz didn't know that's who this guy was. No right. fucking way. Now, I will say I didn't put it in here because it's all very. It's it's thinly held together, but there is a belief that Ovitz was doing the mob favors, and this was one of the favors. Steven Seagal. What was one of the favors? Oh, what? <laughs> what? Yes, for sure. And it doesn't help that he had an association with Pelicano and did the whole stuff. Like, it's... That is so crazy. I mean, that is... That actually... That is an... That makes the most sense of anything I've heard. Doesn't it? Yeah. That, like, that he was just, like... A mob pawn. Yeah. Yeah. And un they unleash, like, it would make, like, the, like, he has the talent of mob scouting. Yes. Totally. In 1980, God damn. in 19, sorry, in 2018, Putin named Stephen as a special envoy to the United States. He was to work on... Oh, we, no, we're good. We're good, dude. We don't <laughs> no. do, no, we're good. It's Trump now. No, no, turn around. No, no, turn... Oh, fuck. And no. Trump... And he loves... And, and Stephen loves Trump. Like He's still the best action star ever, in my opinion. Uh, if I were to make movies, I feel like you'd be... Thank you so much. I actually uh, opened a lot of Aikido studios... Uh, in New York. Well, that's, uh, you know, with Trump University, we could have absolutely used an Aikido course. We would have loved an Aikido course. That would have been great. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, he was to work on humanitarian issues between the U.S. and Russia, and also, quote, culture, sure. arts, science, education, sports, public, and youth exchanges. And what are those? What are all those things again? What do those. they mean? Uh, what those are, are, are humanitarian uh, Humanitarian. Stuffs. 
Yeah, I've. If you read some of my recent quotes, <laughs> I'm the guy for humanitarianism. Absolutely. That's at least what the Russian uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs said. Stephen quote. I've always had a very strong desire to do all I can to help improve Russian-American relations. I have worked tirelessly. Uh, always. I've uh-huh. worked tirelessly. Yeah. <laughs> Three hours, one weekend. <laughs> in this direction for many years, unofficially, and I am now grateful for the opportunity to do the same officially. I mean, it's been a hobby of mine. We, you know, it's almost worth it. It's almost worth it just to, just to get him and Trump in a room and hear them talk to each oh other for an God. hour. Oh, my God. Just the just idiot the lie The level fest. of, like, lie building oh. that would just go on of, like, how long they've been doing things to help things that they haven't been helping forever. How many things they've invented that they don't even know about. Yeah. Like, they would just be, like, making up terms and be like, I studied Breckstock. I actually, I love Breckstock, and uh, I was doing a lot of Breckstock in the 80s. You know, I actually was, um, my father invented Breckstock, and then he left it to me in a book. I actually remember reading that book, and I was one of the first people who published the book of Breckstock. So, it's an amazing art form, if that's what it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. So... More allegations come out in late 2018. Jenny McCarthy's story resurfaces. Portia de Rossi accuses him. Model Fabiola Dadis, he's accused of rape. There are multiple assault uh, charges where accusers remain anonymous. So what do you do? Well, you go on Alex Jones' Infowars. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he, uh, he says... He is the victim of a vast, well-funded conspiracy. Right. He said. Yeah. He, he said. By the way, he's taken himself down. There's no I nobody mean, has to take Steven Seagal down. Steven Seagal has dropped himself. He says forty percent of sexual assault allegations coming during Me Too are made up, and he vowed revenge on the people who what? are lying. Uh, I mean, he's 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 going all Trump. That's basically I mean, it is it's where I just like it. You, It's like, you know, there are a lot of shit bags. But if you go that direction, you are a consciousless being. You are yeah. like unable no, he has no. He's like a. He's There's he's no, like a it's psychopath. Soulless. It's yeah. It's it's like it's you're a psychopath. Yeah, like it's like he's off to yeah. a level that he should be in a hole. Right. Um, and he'd be like, I actually invented this hole. A lot. They'd be like, Shut up down there. <laughs> this hole was. I decided to live down here because I wanted to learn you? about the hole. Jesus Christ! He doesn't stop talking. I mean, what would be so great is he if this fucker went into prison and was trying to lie his way through shit in prison because those guys smell fucking liar in a heartbeat. Oh, oh! It'd be like two days later they'd be like, Steven Seagal was skinned uh, in prison <laughs> this morning. <laughs> so he's spending more and more time in Russia. He bought a house there. He said he'd like to become governor of Primorsky Kreis. Uh, 
it's a, it's a, I guess, state or whatever you call it, territory, since that's where his father's family was from. Of course, that's impossible because one can't have dual citizenship and be a Russian governor, but he would like to be that. Is this new house bulletproof? Do we know that? We don't know. Has to be. Now, with all that, Stephen obviously had to get involved in cryptocurrency. In February 2020, he faced charges from the SEC for failing to disclose payments from Bitcoin to Gen, a.k.a. B2G. He was paid $250,000 and given $750,000 worth of B2G crypto to be a spokesperson and brand ambassador. For the currency? Yes. Wow. He paid a $150,000 fine and agreed not to promote any securities for three years. <laughs> wow. So when this That's motherfucker like... commits a fucking crime that is financial, oh, now they get him. Right. Now they get him. But By when way, it's just dozens of women, dozens of women, no. then nothing. Nothing. Last year, Stephen became a brand ambassador for Street, a United Arab Emirates-based armor vehicle manufacturer. Stephen, So he's quote, just a commercial actor. Stephen, quote, I'm interested in weapons, military history, tanks, and armored cars, and I'd heard about Street. I was very impressed. These armor vehicles are probably the best in the world. But wasn't he the guy who was Rinpoche, who wouldn't do movies anymore because of the violent nature, and that's why he retired from film? And now he's like, I've always been into murder and vehicles of this nature. It's like anyone who hands him a fucking check is what he believes in. his His new philosophy is whoever is paying him. I mean, you know, I always believed in fake money. That's why, you know, I always believed in energy drinks. You know, I always abhorred violence. You know, I always wanted armored tanks. You know, I'm a big animal rights guy who killed 101 animals one day. <laughs> Street has been accused of selling armored vehicles to United States gang members and in war-torn countries like South Sudan and Libya. So he, he is... Like, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. But... You know, at some point, you got to take away his Rinpoche status. Yes, at some point, Buddhists have to be like, hey, this guy seems like it maybe is not matching up with our thoughts anymore. Um, he and L ha- had two kids together, so he now, I believe, has seven children altogether. Oh, no. he's, oh, and he's a, he's a grandfather sake. twice over, and has, or three times. He has two grand uh, sons and a granddaughter. Oh. He's got to be a great grandpa. Ugh. Ugh, In 2021, Steven Seagal joined the pro-Putin political party in Russia, Patriots for Truth. As of today, Steven has taken an this, even approach. This guy has a good association with truth, for sure. He's taken an even approach on the Ukrainian invasion, calling for peace between the countries and giving a nod to the role of the U.S. in NATO imperialism, but really nothing against a guy named Vladimir Putin. So he's just like, we need really peace. Innocent in all of this. We need peace. We well, need who peace. needs, who can bring peace? The invading guy. Well, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell. But we need to figure out a way to get peace. But I want to keep my home. He sold his bulletproof house. Remember, it went on the market in 2012. Uh-huh. He sold it sure. in 2021. 
for three point five five million. He paid four point six five million. He lost a million. million. He lost a million. So he lost a million dollars on it. His t- home in Tennessee sold for eight hundred and eighty thousand in two thousand and eight. He bought it for one point five million. So he so he has many skills, and among <laughs> them is playing the real estate market as well. <laughs> He really knows how to play, like when to buy, when to sell. In February 2022, he sold his ranch in Shasta Valley for $7 million. He had previously listed it for $12 million. I couldn't figure out how much he paid for it, but I'm sure he took a loss. Let's just say more. He still owns a home in Los Angeles and a home in Louisiana. Stephen made uh. more than 40 films in his career, which now spans 30 years, his movies earn more than $2 billion at the box office, and he's reportedly worth $16 million. Fuck. And he's Fuck. not... And that money, and that money is... That $16 million is filthy. Oh, filthy. Filthy. And he's not in fucking jail. No. No, and he's in Russia. Uh, it's just fucking... He's still making direct-to-video movies. He is? Yeah. He still makes them. What movies is he making? Is he making them in Russia? Uh, he definitely makes them in other countries, yes. Okay. Uh, the Above the Law 2 is in pre-production. Tip of the Spear is in pre-production. His last movie, Beyond the Law, was in 2019. You know, our society yeah. is so fucked up that this motherfucker still gets to walk the earth with everything he's done to women. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, there's just like, it's, I mean, it's, there's so much terrible in our world and it's so hard to kind of nail it down. And what this all does is kind of put it all into one person. And yeah. that person is not only not going down, like he's living a fine life, yeah. a, a very pampered, comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Even though in 2017, he made a movie called China Salesman. Um, <laughs> but he's like, he's like fine. He's crazy. It's, you know, it just... Politicians, people like that, people who are so full of shit and just enact so much terrible should not just be our... fuck. should not be walking around and should not be relevant in any way. Not that he's relevant. I mean, he's powerless. But he's... But yeah, I mean... He just shouldn't be walking around. And it takes so long. It takes so long. Like, the fact that he's been like this for so long and has gotten away with it. What's crazy is that... So we've all come across the guy who lies. And you're like, I I hate this guy. He's so fucking annoying. You know, there's that guy that's always just bullshitting. And you're like, dude, you're out of your fucking mind. Shut up. But the fucked up thing is that there's all these people who believe him and dig them. They... There are for all of us that don't like that. There's a group of people that fucking dig it, and they think that person's awesome. Yeah, it it is just astounding, like that he, you know, that he still is 
I mean, he's making fucking movies. It, it's They're really, terrible. I mean, we did the Trump episodes, and it's very similar. Yeah. It's just committing crimes left and right and never getting charged. And it's just like, you know, it's why Epstein got away with all that shit. Like, it's just like, there's just a, a well, really... Well, it's why, it's, why it, it's why it keeps going. Yeah. Because until, until, like, people are held to task for, like, the things they do, you know, people aren't going to... Like, people emulate behavior like that, you know? There yeah. are people who, like... who why, they, why would... What lessons are you supposed to learn? Right. And then there's, you know, you have all these fucking dictators who torture and murder people, and then they're like, yay, Steven yeah. Seagal. Like, it's a fucking club of assholes. It's just a giant yeah. club of assholes. Yeah. And, and, I mean, like, with Trump, you get, you know, I mean, he, he, he got to the highest level of fucking power. And, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's when Trump that is, happens again. Trump has always it, been an indictment of our society and system. Yeah. That's all no, he, he is. is. He is a terrible indictment of like who we are. We elected the anus of the country. Yeah. I mean, it is as bad as it gets. It is and and again, I mean, it's like you know, it's it's why you know, why you need to demand so much of the people who are in power now. Because if they don't do it properly and if they don't give people stuff, he's coming back. And that's going to be way that I mean, that is President Seagal. Yeah. And that is fucking coming back. It is President <laughs> you know? Seagal. Yeah, it is. It's, and, it's, yeah. and by the way, when that happens, Steven Seagal will probably be elevated in ways. So you'll. it's just yeah. like. Yeah, because it's just. Because all their it's buddies the worst, and all the it's people the worst like them. we have. Yeah, all the people yeah. like them then get to be elevated. All the shitheads get to be elevated. Yep, 100%. Anyway, I hope this was uplifting. <sighs> wow. I mean, I can't believe what a life Steven Seagal a has guy, Because it always comes back to, like, it's just a guy who was bullshitting. Yeah. He's just a total liar. I mean, a total liar in every way. Every way. And I mean, he like he could have been an action star for much longer. It, I mean, like the bar was so low at that time yep. to be an action star. Jean-Claude yep. Van Damme had a longer shelf life. No, he blew you know? it. He blew it by writing yeah. and directing his own and film. And directing. Because he yes. could have yes. kept going and still do shit. So we're lucky he but got it also, that. But it speaks... Yeah, but it's like that's what he was always destined to do because yes. he, he because he was born on third base and acted like he hit a triple. Of course, he's going to think it's easy to just go steal home. Yeah. I mean, because why not? Why wouldn't you? If you're that terrible of a fucking actor and you're making hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office, why the fuck are you going to be like, wow, I mean, I'm lucky. You know, he's like, I need to direct these things, too. Yeah. I should do a musical. But never, ever, ever, ever fucking forget when you go to watch something on television that A&E knew he yeah. had done sex trafficking and kept his fucking show on the air and moved it to another fucking state. Never forget that. Never fucking Dude, forget I just that. Watched, I just watched that uh, Jimmy Savile documentary on Netflix. Uh, how can you watch that, man? Ugh. It's really difficult. Um, but it is the same thing. 
Yeah. The levels of people covering this dude's ass because of who he is. Yeah. It's like, it just doesn't, it's just, it just is so, uh, you know, so many people are hurt by ignoring these fucking humans. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and, in, and in that one, it's the police, it's people in government, it's the BBC. Nobody wants to, well, no, to and do it. They, and then and when it breaks... And then, but then when it breaks, there's no accountability, really. Right. It's like it's the just church. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, it's, it, totally. It, it is, he, is Catholic, he is Catholic church, the person. No, but and now they all are screaming about trans people. Uh, you should be burning down churches if you really fucking cared about children. Like, what the fuck are you, yeah. like, you know what I mean? They find a scapegoat of someone who has the least amount of power uh, as opposed to actually going after the people actually doing shit with fucking power. Yeah. Fuck them. No, it is. We are just like upside downtown. All right. Uh, yeah, so we're touring Australia. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, uh, Dave, I honestly don't. I, I feel like. I feel like we do a Steven Seagal podcast. So I don't know what it's going to be like to do other episodes. Jesus. So. Oh, boy. I mean. Sources, uh, research done by myself and Ron Pacone, uh, see, Seagalology, study of the ass-kicking films of Steven Seagal, LA Times, LA Times Archive, New York Times, NPR, The Guardian, SEC.gov, Vox, Daily Mail, Wales Online, BuzzFeed, IMDb, Grunge, uh, Biography.com, uh, Wales Online... Newsweek, Fox News, Reuters, Slate, Daily Mail, Looper, Forbes, Phoenix New Times, New York Daily News, Deadline, uh, USA Today, The Baffler, Telegraph, UK, Medium, Gawker, GQ, New York Post, Washington Post, the National News, OC Weekly, CS Monitor, MassAlive.com, El Paso Times, uh, Houston Chronicle, and Vanity Fair. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy, indeed. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right.